0: You know, they often say, you have to learn how to love yourself before you can love somebody else. I actually believe that through loving other people, we can also learn to love ourselves.
1: What's up, Win Monday Nation? Paul Epstein coming at you. And I got my boy here. We grabbed sushi recently. Thankfully, we share a culinary palate here. My boy's (laughs) name is Matt Immersion. And outside of being a Bruin, I pretty much like everything else about him, okay? So I'll (laughs) I'll steer clear from the fight on Trojans, but here's Matt's Matt's deal, mattering. Everybody in the world, we all want to feel like we matter. Matt is a mattering expert. And if that doesn't make sense in this moment, that's okay. By the end of this conversation, you will know exactly what he means when he positions himself as an expert in mattering. Also, a four-time best-selling author, Been on over 350 keynote stages, no big deal. A little thing called a 300,000 TEDx view. So again, I'm just doing a humble brag on my guy here. From a music (laughs) marketing background before the current chapter that he's in now, which we will totally unpack, he worked with some of the biggest artists in the world from U2 to Coldplay to Usher to Tim McGraw, and the list goes on and on. And what I love most about him is now, today, Matt is the proud founder and CEO of Every Monday Matters, which is a nonprofit that has served over 3 million people. And today, he'll be serving our Win Monday Nation. Matt, welcome to the podcast.
0: That's the nicest stuff a Trojan's ever said to me, Matt. So thank (laughs) you. Hey, I'm honored honored to be here. We're nice people. Yeah, well, we'll talk about it on a a sports podcast or something.
1: It's all good, brother. (laughs) So tell us, we'll get to mattering in a second, but I, I couldn't start any other place. Here we are. On the And those watching on video here as members of our Win Monday community, you see me rocking the t-shirt, Win Monday. It's not often that I come across somebody that also has Monday as a core part of their ethos and their brand. So talk to us about Every Monday Matters.
0: Well, great minds think alike, man. (laughs) Yeah, so Monday has been a part of my ethos for, wow, it's kind of crazy. I wrote my first book in 2007, which is called Every Monday Matters. And that book was inspired by my own personal journey of trying to understand why my life matters mm. because I had gone through, I think, Paul, you're probably the same. It's like on paper, it's like checked every box that like accomplished, accomplished, sure. accomplished. Like on paper, this guy, you know, he, he knocked it out of the park. Right. And so I was after business school, I got my MBA. I was working for Robert Kardashian, in the music industry and working on some art, some projects for pretty big artists, as you shared. And on a Monday morning, I woke up to get ready to go to work and I was putting on my shoes. And in that moment, I thought I was having a heart attack at the age of 30 and I couldn't breathe. Well, I started sweating. My heart was racing. I ended up driving myself to the doctor, which you shouldn't do if you think you're having a heart attack. But what we learned was that I was not having a heart attack. I was having a very severe panic attack Mm. and that panic attack turned into chronic anxiety disorder and depression. And I went through a very dark time of trying to understand where my life went wrong learning that everything that i thought mattered actually really doesn't matter mm. and having to rebuild a life with purpose and meaning and significance in it and so i wrote the book every monday matters because first of all my my breakdown was on a monday and you know we know that mondays aren't people's favorite day of the week but mm-hmm. also my whole life i've actually loved mondays and since i was a little kid really i love mondays is is huh. my chance to go back to school and see my friends and and to be with people. And so I actually enjoyed Mondays more than any day of the week. And I always joke, like, I don't know why we have restaurants that thank God for Fridays and things. It's <laughs> it's always bothered me that everyone just lives for the weekend. And so you finally mm. can do your chores. And, and we, we hate Mondays so much in our culture that it ruins the second half of your Sunday. So really, we lose mm-hmm. like a day and a half a week, right? And I just never understood it. So it's like, why don't we start our weeks off inspired, empowered, and ready to go out there and take on life. And that book, Every Monday Matters, is what started
1: all this for me. Ah, so good. All right, there's infinite things we can unpack here. And what I love too, one thing, you and I on the side, we've chatted, and you told me a bit about how when you were a kid, and hey, you look forward to seeing your friends at school. And so that makes sense. I also think of everybody attaches work to Monday, and that's why, how important is it that your work gives you fuel? versus depletes you of your fuel. And that's really a big part of the mission also of our podcast is, hey, look, and we intentionally, right? We we launched this on a Sunday because to me, Winning Monday starts on Sunday and you got to get your mind right. And instead of those Sunday scaries that you described and a lot of people that's experience, right. like, no, nah, we're, we're totally wired. Let the world fantasize about Friday. We attack Monday. But you went through some storms, my friend, to get there. And there might yes, be sir. a lot of folks that are listening to this that, Maybe they're currently, while they love the podcast, hint, hint, (laughs) maybe they don't love the feeling of Mondays. And so if somebody might be in this feeling like they're in a broken mindset and maybe they're not looking forward to Monday, practical, what's one thing that they can do so that going forward, Monday becomes more of a positive day?
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like we can give them a list of things that they can do, but I I will share some advice that was given to me when I was going through my very hard time. And I will share with the listeners, my depression was severe. I had, you know, suicide ideation and and all that stuff going on. And so I had to unpack a lot just personally, like, who am I? Why am I? What are, what's the good, the bad, the ugly of everything about me? I had to look at my relationships and what my relationships were life giving versus life sucking versus, a nickname for anxiety disorder is the nice person's disease. And so mm. it's those of us that don't have boundaries and say yes to everyone else except for ourselves. But the final piece of the puzzle that my therapist gave me, I call her my expensive friend. I seem to just, <laughs> that's how I registered her. What she told me was, she said, Matt, you're never going to feel better until you know what it is to live a life that's not about you. Ooh. And when i I considered myself... I don't want to say this, but I'll say it. I considered myself a bit of a narcissist an egoist working in the music industry, one of the most narcissistic industries in the world. And I was sucked into the slippery slope of like, Hey man, success looks like this biggest house, but nicest card, you know, all the stuff the material corner yeah. office, you know, red carpets, VIPs. I mean, you probably got some of that. From oh, your sports, sports and background.
1: entertainment are interchangeable.
0: That's right. That's right. And so when she told me, that I need to go figure out how to live a life that's not about me. That was a bit of a foreign concept. You know, I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed to say. And I said, Well, what does that look like then? How do I do that? And what she did was she put me on assignment. And every Saturday morning at 9 a.m., I had to go do something that wasn't about me. Hmm. And so it was pick up litter, feed homeless people, read to elderly, paint over graffiti, plant a tree. And this weekly dose of doing one thing that wasn't about me. Actually, is how I ended up finding myself again, and so I really could have called the book "Every Saturday Matters," but it doesn't have the same ring as Mondays. Plus, (laughs) plus my breakdown was on a Monday's, but for me, it was that weekly dose of number one taking action for something, and in my case, it was doing something that was serving the greater good and not just serving myself. But if I had to, if I had to say whittle that down, is I think that action is everything, but yeah. we can't just talk about it. We can't just think about it. We can't just dream about it. We have to pick one action and it doesn't have to be like New Year's resolutions every freaking week, right? Because mm-hmm. so I'm going to take one step today, just one step, right? And then the next day you can take your second step and the next week you can take your third step, but we at least got to still take that first step to get the thing going. And so that's what changed everything for me.
1: Okay. So good. And I did ask you for one thing, and now we're going to expand the list because this is too good. I can't walk away from (laughs) this because I know you have not only inspired this action in others, but also you've heard countless stories of the one action that somebody else took? Because again, this is all part of your mission, whether as a speaker, leading a nonprofit, all these wonderful things. So for our audience, because you gave a few examples there, my question is more around what are the types of things? What are the types of actions? And of course it should be meaningful and it should matter to you, but give us kind of a gauntlet of some examples of stories or examples that you've heard from others that might be able to inspire that action of somebody listening in right now.
0: Yeah, and so if I if I may, I'm going to take it to that concept to the to another level through a framework. Yeah, let's do it. Because I ended up writing a book about this, and the three parts of the book were I matter, you matter, and we matter. Mm. And I I call it the mattering mindset. And so my therapist was having me do things that were more of a of a we matter thing, doing things for the greater good. The just way beyond me. But what I realized in that. In this process of trying to discover ourselves and to build our confidence and to know that we're on purpose and to, to create that life that we want to create, I started seeing the world through this idea of I, you, and we. And so mm-hmm. I would make an argument that it's just as important for you in the I matters, the stuff about me, right? The who yep. am I? Right. Again, the good, the bad, the ugly of that. The you matter is my ability to impact those around me with my actions, my choices, my my words. Right. And then the we matter is we're a part of something bigger than just ourselves. And so, I would say if you take any action in the I, the you, or the we, and keep it balanced, and I actually believe that where those three concepts, if you see it as a Venn diagram, where those three concepts overlap in the middle, is where us as humans we're at our very best at all times. We're aware of how am I. How are you, and how can I serve you? And then, how are we doing as a community, as a company, as a culture, and what role am I playing in serving that? So, love that you could have a laundry list of activities in any of those three buckets, right—the I, the you, or the we—and I think it's just important to have a balance that kind of serves all of those. And oftentimes, we get out of out of balance, and we focus too much. You know, I, I work a lot, and a lot of service industries want to come to us, whether that's healthcare, education. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these folks, I mean, their eye matter is just empty.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: They're serving from empty bowls. They're exhausted. They're wiped out, which I think is a lot of how a lot of us feel, especially post COVID and things like we're burned out, we're exhausted. And so for some of us, maybe that self care is something that we have to focus more on and be better at. In other cases, though, I believe we also live in a culture that we focus way too much on ourselves. And I hate it because my books fall into the self-help section of bookstores. But I don't believe that self-help exists on its own because we live in a social construct. And so, you know, they often say you have to learn how to love yourself before you can love somebody else. I actually believe that through loving other people, we can also learn to love ourselves. And so it's not so linear, if you will. I don't have to start with me and then move out from me. I can start out wide and come back in and it's a moving target. But the important thing is to just find actions in each of those areas that and so simple action today go take a mile walk just go walk for one mile tomorrow reach out and call a friend that you haven't spoken to in a long time just said hey man i'm thinking about you mm-hmm. you know a wee matter go out for 30 minutes and pick up litter in a park boom mm. boom
1: boom you have your I, your you your, your we done mm. so good to win monday and beyond we all know that confidence is the ante to play. And I want to help. So if you haven't already, head over to my website and take your very own confidence quiz, where you'll walk away knowing your confidence score one to hundred. You'll also get my 12 keys to build and sustain unshakable confidence. Your quiz is waiting at paulepsteinspeaks.com. Main navbar hit confidence quiz. Again, that's paulepsteinspeaks.com. And you'll find your very own confidence quiz right there in the main nav bar. With that, let's get back to the show. I agree with you on a balance. And sometimes we start with ourselves. Sometimes we start with others. And there's two philosophies, right? This is all about like do you double down on a strength or do you try to fix a gap? And so an exercise that I found in a lot of my leadership workshops is we almost did this time, percentage of time that you spend per week on the following four categories. The first category was working on self. Mm -hmm. The next category was working on the business. The next category was working in the business. And then the last category was just busyness right? Like it's all the tasks and the things. And so I would tell people like, Hey, no shame. I'm not judging. Put a percentage of your time that in a 40 hour work week, like I spend 10 on that. I spend two on that. I spend zero on that. Cool. Whatever it is. And then I would tell them to go. So if that's your current state, now give me your numbers for a more optimal future state. And often what I would find is I need to do less of the busyness and I need to do more for myself. I haven't invested in bettering myself. Like they're not reading enough of Matt's books or his literature or whatever it is. And I think that's important. I don't disagree that we can start by helping others and that might fuel us with great purpose for sure. But you got to make sure that your cup is full before you can pour something into others. But to your point, it's complicated. There's a slippery slope. And if you, if you hang out in self-help world, I'll admit that, Sometimes I got to take a break from consuming content. I got to take a break from reading books because I'm like, I don't know how much of this I'm implementing. I'm just reading to read and feel like I'm improving. But what am I doing? And when I realize that I'm lacking action, it's because I'm over consuming.
0: That's right. You know, and if information were the solution, then we'd have no problems because there's plenty of information out there, right? Correct. And so we have to at some point take action. And I, yeah, I'm not here. I'm here to say we have to take care of our, our own well-being. And and part of that is just having some real honest conversations, even with ourselves or or with an expensive friend for that matter, to, to check <laughs> in and be like, where am I? Yeah. You know, where am I? And how am I doing? I just think that there's this, it's more of a universal thing that, you know, in Africa, it's a term they call Ubuntu. And the term Ubuntu in Africa means that I am because of you and you Mm. are because of me and we are because of we. And so the core of it is like, I don't live on my own private island of one by myself, like with the volleyball that I've written, you know, named. I forget what Tom Hanks named that volleyball in that movie. Oh, Wilson. Wilson. Thank you. Yes. It's not just me and Wilson, right? It's also me and you, Paul. And I will tell you that, that in our friendship, you have brought me so much. And I could try to figure out my stuff and try to figure out, okay, why am I feeling this way or this way? Then all of a sudden, here comes Paul with a very kind message or email or phone saying, hey, man, just think about you. And I want you to know you're awesome. And that's part of my personal processing and journey. But you played a role in that for me. And and so, again, I think they all play and mix with each other. And sometimes we get too linear just on, on me, 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 which I think is important, but it's not the whole thing.
1: Uh, Totally agree. So let's zoom out. We've been talking a lot about the individual and kind of that look in the mirror. And of course, every one of our listeners within the Win Monday Nation, we not from a selfish place, but from a self-improvement and self-growth place, we all want tools and tactics and things that can help us personally. But now we also have a pretty significant percentage of our audience that we're business leaders Yep. and and we lead teams we lead cultures we lead organizations it could be a small team of 4 it could be a, an organization of 4000 and anything in between that's right so how do we inspire a feeling of mattering for others let's say we are in a role where and by the way this could also be leader within a household if you have a dinner table of 5 people I would argue those other four are the most important people in your life. And that might be the most important leadership job of your <laughs> life. Right. So yeah. so we could take a personal or professional approach, but how do we inspire the feeling of mattering in others?
0: Yeah, well, I think you've touched on a couple of things too that really set this up nicely. Number one is you talked about like people who go to jobs that maybe they're not fulfilling for them and, and they're not lifting them up. At the same time, you talked about how many hours, like these percentages, like where do we spend yeah. our time? I mean, the truth is, most of us spend the majority of our waking hours at work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Of our waking hours, I, I, my largest bucket is working. There's no question. And I don't believe necessarily that statement, like, if you love what you do, then you'll never work a day of your life, because I will tell you, I love what I do, but the, sometimes it's fricking work. you know, it just is, but I still enjoy it, I guess, in a way. So I think that there is something important in looking at the work that we do, in looking in the places that we work, that we have to feel passion for it, right? We have to connect with it and and not just see it as a transactional thing. And so how can we then bring greater meaning and purpose into our professional lives? And and in our language at Every Monday Matters, or my language, I would say that I believe that mattering is at the intersection of human and business needs. Mm. And so if us as people can look at the the great bad company as, wait a second, I want more connection in my life. I want more purpose in my life. I want to be able to put food on the table for my family. I want to build relationships. I want to set goals and achieve those goals. Companies are a great arena for us to do those sorts of things, right? And if companies can say, hey, we got these people here. And I know what they're looking for in life because I have the same feelings inside. I want to feel like I belong. I want to feel like I'm part of a team. I want to feel like I can grow. I want to feel seen and appreciated and, like, and belong and all these things. If we could just understand that we could actually help each other solve each other's greatest needs, then all of a sudden we have this symbiotic relationship that is extremely life-giving. And also, we'll shoot our goals out of the water in terms of what we want to achieve as an organization. By people feeling fulfilled personally, they get fulfilled professionally, and also we achieve these great results organizationally.
1: Yep. And that's the feeling that we inspire when we do it right. If I was to roll our sleeves up now, let's get into some of the how. Let's get into some of the tactical. So I always like to start with one simple step. So again, I might be a leader in a household and I've got a dinner table of five and these four people matter more to me than anybody else in the world. Or I might be a CEO. I might be a high growth founder, whatever the case is what is one thing that I can do from an action perspective? And if you don't want to limit it to one, a short list of things that we can do to make people feel like they matter. Like what's the how, what are the tactics?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I think one of the basics things is just in the form of questions and check-ins. You know, yep. how are you doing? You know, I think the question, how are you used to be a throwaway question. I don't think it's a throwaway question anymore. I just wrote a piece yesterday about welcoming feedback, asking yep. for feedback. How can I better serve you? What is it that you need from me? these sorts of conversations, you know, I think in a lot of ways we have to push our ego out of the side. I think the beautiful thing about, you're talking about your family dynamic. And I know that you're a family man is so much of that role that you play in there is like pure joy, like servanthood, right? Like I want to, I also want to be there to serve you. I also want to lead you and, and let, you know, help you figure out things on your own at the same time. But there's a heart, there's a sense of service. I think that I see in fathers and mothers to their younger ones, And I think that we can also bring that into leadership. I think that part of my role here as a leader, as a CEO, is to create a space where people feel like, like I am helping to serve them. They can do these, they can grow. And so the tactical comes in the form of communication. It comes in the form of feedback. It comes in the form of making specific decisions on how to create a culture. I think ownership and agency is a huge thing, but that's not just for leadership. That's for everyone within a company. You know, one of my biggest pet peeves, Paul, is when people complain about the corporate culture where they work and they do it in a way like they're standing over here and the culture is over here and they're, they're not a part of it. They're just judging what it is. But if you work at a company, you're part of that culture. And so what are you doing to make the culture the type of culture you'd want it to be? Hmm. And if, if all of us stopped blaming the big bad culture and realized we actually make the culture like be the change you wish to see in the world, then what are the things that we can start to do to make this place a place that we all want to be more a part of?
1: Mm. So good. Present to the future, present to the future, present day, what is every Monday matters up to? And then future, whether it's tied to every Monday matters or just personally, you can detach if you'd like, What are you most excited about in the future? So present day, if we want to learn more about Every Monday Matters, be a part of that mission. And then also, what are you most excited about for the future? Thank you
0: for that. Yeah, so Every Monday Matters, we basically have three main market segments. One's education. So we have a social and emotional learning curriculum, K through 12, serving 3 million students nationwide and in six countries. If you're listening and you have children that go to schools and you want to bring the resources in, they're actually free. We don't charge schools for our curriculum. We end up coming and do professional development to get things, you know, off to a good start and best practices. Our another market segment is our corporate segment. So we help companies. Yes, I'm a keynote speaker and, and you are as well, Paul, but we're so much more than that, right? And so a lot of times when I do a keynote speech somewhere, they say, Matt, what else is there? Like we want more of this. And so we have a whole, I call it like a mattering experiential design team where we come in hmm. and find out what your needs are and we create solutions for your company. They might fall into the camps of engagement, turnover, leadership, culture, belonging, diversity, inclusion. So we create those solutions for organizations. So if if you're looking for that help, we're here. And then the newest thing we just launched, and it's also probably answers your second question, too, in some ways, is what am I so excited about? Is we just launched a program into assisted living communities because we have a senior population in America that doesn't feel seen. They don't feel like they matter they don't feel like they're loved. They feel like they've just been sent off to die, and I don't believe that's how any of us should spend the end of our lives. And so we have run a six month pilot. It was wildly successful. We're about to launch that in the senior living communities across the country, which I am just thrilled about because to me it's like I don't know the work gets any more rewarding than mm. helping people know they matter before they go on to their the next you know life, if you will. So those are things I'm excited and also. You and I met through the Impact Eleven community, right? Yeah. And, and I just launched my new speaker website, com, and my new reel, real. And I'm excited to get back on stages again because, you know, as you experienced, I'm sure as well, you know, COVID ha- had a little hamper on that and I can't sure. wait to get out there on, with the people. And I love nothing more than to be out with the people and be on stages and then give them hugs afterwards and get to hear, let them share what they're going through. And I feel like that's, you know, really where my passions, my skills, my, my purpose really come to life is to create that space where people can share like, Hey, this is what I'm going through. And, you know, is there anything that you could help me with? And sometimes that means bringing in the CEO to talk to an employee that was going to commit suicide the next day. Right. And these things have happened with me, but to have those real human moments with people face-to-face is really, really what I thrive on. And I want to do more of that in the future.
1: Mm. So for everybody in Win Monday, you just got a masterclass from my boy, Matty Merging here. (laughs) And so for your next event for, and look, I have a feeling and I'll just put this out there publicly. And I feel very bold and confident that I will not regret saying this but there is a lot that we will be doing together between Win Monday, between Every Monday Matters. We haven't figured out the details and we're not worried about the details. I just know that we lock arms and we align on mission, on spirit, on purpose, on impact. And we just want to leave people in places better than we found them. And if we could just do that every single day, then that is a life worth living. So Matt, back to you. For those that say, I want everybody on my team to feel like they matter. I know you... Breeze through it very quickly, but where can we find you? Where can we follow you? How can folks get in touch?
0: That's right. Well, everymondaymatters.com is a nonprofit website. My website is Matthewemersion.com. I'm not afraid to do this. My my email address is Matthew, M-A-T-T-H-E-W at everymondaymatters.com. I am easy to reach. I, I like to again have contact with folks. So not a lot of layers between me and you, the listener. And I would love to learn more about your needs and, and, and how we can serve you. And, and ultimately, Paul, what I love about Win Monday is it really is an act of service, what you're doing, right? You're creating a space. I mean, we know what we're dealing with. We know about Mondays. We know that I think his suicide attempts are, are highest on Mondays or now maybe, now maybe we went to Tuesdays, but it's a thing. This Monday thing is a thing. Mm. And for you to create a community and a space where people could come together. And winning is going to be, I think, an outcome of it. But ultimately, I think what happens in that community is going to be a lot more about, OK, right now, I don't feel like I'm winning, mm-hmm. but I'd like to. Mm. And it's going to become very real, I think, inside your community. And I can't think of any better person to help shepherd you know, that space for people.
1: Love the spirit of Win Monday? Then join... The Win Monday community, an elite tribe of like minded and like hearted people just like you and I, on a mission to get 1% better every day with unshakable confidence. For Win Monday gear, motivation, and exclusive content just for you, you can find it all at paulepsteinspeaks.com. In the main navbar, click on community. paulepsteinspeaks.com, main navbar, hit community. With that, welcome in and let's get back to the show. It means a lot, brother. And I'll tell you, you're right in the way you set it up. Winning, you and I, we used to define that as winning the outside game. Yes. And now we've woken up and we realize that it's about winning our inside game. And when we can feel clear and confident on the inside then it shows up in magical ways on the outside. And when we feel that way on the inside, the results take care of themselves. The wins take care of themselves. The yep. applause will take care of itself. The that's impact right. will, like, it's all that. And that's where I want to close this out, Matt, is for everybody out there, as we're listening to this, some will listen on a Sunday, some on a Monday and many days, weeks, months after we launched this piece. But assuming I'm listening to it and I'm about to charge into a new week, one piece of advice or perspective on a way that we can take action and win this coming week. So save the best for last, no pressure, but would just love to know one insight that you would have that could <laughs> just be something that propels our Win Monday Nation to just crush the week ahead.
0: Yeah, I think it's just mindset, man. I mean, yeah. when I know it's easier said than done, but just look at this day. It's like, it's going to be the the best day ever and welcome it with open arms. You know, my wife's favorite day is actually Sunday because mm. she always says, because I know that Monday, something special is going to happen. Mm. And it's just that way of seeing it, right? Like it even inspires you just to hear that. It does. And like today's the, the first day of, of the best life ever. Right. Kind of thing. And so just be excited for that day. There's, we don't have enough time here to dread days. Yeah. Like, just don't do it. Like get pumped up, start your week here. And then let's take it to here. Don't start it way down in the dumps and try to get it to Friday. Like that's not how we're designed to live this life. Yeah. Monday's fresh. Monday's new. Monday's exciting. Monday's like what's possible, right? Monday's where do we want to go now? This is the the Monday attitude. Mm -hmm. We'll, We'll win if we take those thoughts and attitudes into it and then take action on those things. We'll win. Right. But we have to start with changing our thoughts, I believe.
1: Mm, So good. Mindset. Yes. Monday is a day of belief, hope, optimism. I was once told this, and I'm going to get a little geeky with the math here, but give or take, we work 20 days in a month. And we all know there's 12 months in a year. And when we were having bad Mondays at the company that I was at, the CEO flew in literally and said, We're wasting our Mondays. And he said, If you waste 50 Mondays in a year, And we work 20 days in a month. He said, wasting a day is wasting two and a half months a year. Don't let that happen. And so I'm urging everybody that if Monday is not a winning day just yet, 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 positive affirmation. I think Matt today has inspired how we can win more Mondays. And the beautiful thing about the Monday that that's coming, there's a reset button. If you won last week, what a beautiful opportunity to win again this week. If you didn't win last week, what a beautiful opportunity to hit the reset button and charge into this week with a new sense of belief. So I don't know who's more inspiring, Ted Lasso or Matty Mersion, but either way, we're super (laughs) grateful to have you on, Matt. Thank you for being on the Win Monday podcast.
0: Hey, thank you so much, man. And and, then you go, go listeners, get out there and just know this one last thing is there might be Mondays that aren't that great and that's okay too. And just embrace it, learn from it. Like, what am I supposed to learn in this moment? And then get back out there. Right. And so, you know, I don't sit here and say, hey, life's perfect all the time. And every Monday is just the best thing in the world or every day for that matter. Right. But just know that we can make this thing whatever we want to make it. And, and with Paul as your Sherpa and your guide and this community <laughs> that you're a part of, uh, you're in very good hands. So, Paul, thank you so much. And you are amazing. And uh, I look forward to doing many more exciting journeys together. Can't wait, man. Fire it up. Thanks, bud.
1: Another fire episode of the Win Monday podcast is in the books. If you gain value from today's conversation, don't forget to subscribe and share it as we grow our Win Monday nation together. Until the next time, let the rest of the world fantasize about Friday. You and I, we choose to win Monday.